Welcome to Silicon Slopes Commons. This is the State of Utah with Senator Winterton. Thank you so much for joining us, Senator. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for the invite. Of course. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your district. Okay, uh, I'm Ron Winterton and I, uh, I've been a politician, if you want to call it that, for about 12 years now. I was in local government as a county commissioner for 10 years. Before that, I spent 30 years in the transportation industry, owner and operator, uh, basically freighted things, provided per, uh, services to the public. And uh, I was encouraged on a whim to, to run for office in which I got into office just basically because uh, I didn't like some of the answers that I was getting from people and didn't feel like that they were actually giving or contributing the way I thought they should. And so I, I ran for office. And so I served 10 years as a county commissioner in Duchesne County. I was encouraged to run for the state Senate seat when it became available uh, last term. And uh, I did and I won it. And, and so I, I've been here for two years. Uh, my district represents Summit, Wasatch, Duchesne, Uinta, and Duchesne, uh, Daggett County. So five counties. Uh, from start to end, it's about 200 miles by 200 miles. Uh, that's a lot of real estate to, to represent and cover uh, to get the number of uh, people, residents in that. So it's quite different from those on the Wasatch Front. That's My right. district has the ski slopes in Park City. And then you can come out to eastern Utah and you have the oil fields, oil and gas fields. You have Daggett County, which is solely relying upon tourism and Flaming Gorge, those type of things. Wasatch County kind of sits in between both of them. Um, there are a lot of farming and they're now moving out of the farming phrase to be somewhat uh, urban. Mm -hmm. And so it's quite diverse, but I enjoy the challenge. Uh, I think I represent them well in both aspects of the spectrum on that. For sure. I'm an Oklahoma native, so oil derricks are like very homey to me in a strange way that most people wouldn't expect. So I actually, we go out to Eastern Utah on a pretty regular basis. We love, my son loves Dinosaur National Monument and we just drive all over the place out there. We love it. What made you want to run for election the very first time you ever ran? Well, just seeing that uh, there needed to be some changes or uh, what I was frustrated with is that when you'd go to elected officials, you know, they'd listen to you, but there never was answers or they wouldn't get back to you and say, well, we can't do anything for you. Um, I think that's what motivated me is just that I, I made a commitment and I've always been this way is that when people ask for help, try to help them. And if you can't, then get back to them and tell them that don't leave them hanging. And, and that was one of the things that I think over my years of, of public service, that's what I've done, is that when people, you know, inquire, respond back. And if you can't help them, or just, I try to find someplace to direct them to that they may find answers if I can't come up with them. So with the worldwide pandemic happening, what do you think that the Utah legislature can do 
to help not only stem the tide of the pandemic, but also balance Utah's economic and financial needs? Well, I think it, it's a big challenge for any of us. But uh, in my district, I see the challenges we have as far as um, people being out of work and uh, not, you know, when we told them to stay at home and, and social distance and that, um, part of my district, they could do that fine. Other parts of it, no, it was hands-on. And, and those that tried to adhere to that, they've really struggled. We, we see a lot of businesses, uh, entrepreneurs out here that have shut their doors. And, and so the challenges for the legislature now is how do we help these people that have pretty much put their lives on hold, they've lost their businesses, how do we help them start back up or um, help them to, to create another career? And uh, so from my aspect, uh, looking at it, I see the people that are probably hanging on close to being uh, bankrupt. Uh, despaired is to what's next. And so we need to help them get back on their feet. And, and I, I honestly don't believe it's the government's place to provide all of this uh, handout but provide a way for them to help themselves. Um, they're, they're, whether that's an incentives to, to help them help themselves, not to provide a paycheck for them. And so our biggest challenge now is trying to, to get through this. We're not over it yet, but uh, looking forward, if we can all be uh, good neighbors, good citizens and, and do best practicing um, whether it's wearing the mask so that we can open our economy up and, and get back to what we do best. I think that would help us all. Um, I know there's a lot that, and myself included, that I've not been a mask wearer, but if that's what it takes, yes, I'm going to wear my mask so that we can get back to uh, commerce a, a, as we once knew it. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest thing because legislatively, I don't know that the money money in the state is going to be there to give people paychecks and, and that. Uh, we need to devise ways in which we can get them up and working so that they can pay their taxes and that. I, I think that that's probably one of the biggest misunderstood uh, things about government is that we operate off from the tax money that is generated and so we want the economy to thrive. We want people to be working and, and enjoying life and having a quality of life that, that entices people to move here and, and to live here. And then as a government, we're able to provide those services without going into uh, debt, uh, whether that's transportation needs, whether it's water and sewer or public services such as um, out here, we see a lot of search and rescue that's all volunteer. We have the sheriff's department provides police protection, but all of those things cost money. And so how do we as government can keep operating if we don't have people out working? And so yeah, that would be my goal is to, to get people back to work and enjoying what they do. So we all know that COVID's a top priority, especially for the government. You guys have been in and out of special sessions and dealing with all sorts of stuff. But if that weren't happening, if we were in a completely different situation where either the pandemic was under control or just didn't happen in the first place, where would your focus be? Well, you know, as a, a commissioner, 
we were always challenged by the state to diversify our economy. Try it. out here in the basin, it was oil and gas. There is some ranching farming going on, but oil and gas, a little tourism in, in Uinta County. And so for me, I've been focused on economic development and how and what opportunities can we provide, whether it's an opportunity zone, try to, to get people to use their imaginations and what they can do. And so I would like to, to probably go in that direction more. Uh, Park City's well on their way. I mean, they're going to be hurt this year. Sundance will be online instead of having people there. And uh, if we realize that we pay for our tourism through the tax dollars that they pay coming and staying at the motels and at our restaurants and that. And so that hurts our economy. We want to get them back on their feet, having people, boots on the ground there. Uh, the rest of, of my district, just opportunities to allow them to work. In, and we're trying to develop more outdoor recreation. We have great recreation out here, but maybe enhance those some more. Uinta County is starting to work on their trail system and mountain biking and, and that. And you see how great that is down in, in Grand County and that. And Uinta County is working on that. Daggett County, um, they're trying to develop some trails. They have great recreation around Flaming Gorge, but um, people that come in and recreate there, they don't drop a lot of money into the community. So how do we promote them so that they do stay and help and assist in, in being able to provide again, the necessary services. So I will be focusing more on economic development and, and the opportunities that my district can develop. And, and that helps the state. I mean, that's something statewide. It's not just focused in my district, but that's something that I see my district really needs. Yeah, definitely. Especially since we have such an interesting um, balance of urban versus rural it's you've really got to make sure that that focus is statewide otherwise it's really easy to slip into just the salt lake valley area and that doesn't benefit anyone when everyone's just focused on one place well that's true you know and, and we've done a really good job in, in um soliciting and bringing companies to the state and they're good paying jobs and one of the things that we've done out here in in the Unibasin is that we just finished up a broadband uh, project which took fiber into uh, Daggett County, Flaming Gorge. So you can now live up there and work from home and do whatever you want and enjoy a lifestyle that most people just dream about. And that's throughout the whole basin. My, my whole district, we have great fiber out here. We have a great local company that that was a priority. Um, I, I sit here in my office most days now, and uh, I'll spend seven, eight hours on Zoom calls and uh, doing work from home, both for my Senate job and, and my real-time job. And uh, I don't have a problem. I mean, I, I have probably better broadband than you have on the Wasatch Front when you look at the speeds in that. And so people that use that and depend on that for their livelihood, they can now look at opportunities outside of the Wasatch Front. Mm -hmm. And we ought to be able to do that. I mean, we're working on projects to take it down to Navajo Nation uh, for education purposes. I mean, we have a, a long ways to go in the state of Utah, but we're getting there and we've got some lofty goals. And by doing that, I think you'll see that people will start spreading out into 
more rural areas to enjoy that lifestyle of, of being able to, I'm, I'm 20 minutes away from the mountains. I, I can hunt and fish within five, 10 minutes of my home. And, and so those type of thing, if you love the outdoors, you can do that and also carry on a, a full-time job. Absolutely. It sounds heavenly. So the next part is the lightning round, which are a bit sillier questions. Um, and, oh, great. And no. I don't know if anyone walked you through this. It's, it's purely like a getting to know legislators. It's not, I mean, clearly it's not, I'm not asking you to peel apart policy or the state budget or anything like that. So yeah. this is supposed to be the fun part. So I'm just going to dive right in. So what is your most unusual talent? You know, that's hard. I don't brag on myself, but people tell me that my ability to remember people, names, places, facts, figures, stuff like that. That's always been one of those talents that I just take for granted because I, I hear it, I, I remember it. And uh, so I'm really good with that type of stuff. And, and it served me well over the years. Is a hot dog a sandwich? If it has pickles on it. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting stipulation. I like that. Could you go 30 days without your phone? I would love to go 30 days. Um, in my former point. life, I could sit in my truck, listen to, to the radio, satellite radio or something. And now it seems like that, you know, our lives revolve around our electronics. And, and some days I can't, I have so many phone calls on that. And business-wise, I spend all my time there. To me, it'd be heaven to, to go camping and leave it home where you don't have service. So I would like that challenge. Oh, yeah. What generation are you? I'm a baby boomer. Okay. And um, what is your favorite jelly bean? Mm, I don't know if I had a favorite, probably vanilla. Okay. Do you have any other favorite candies or anything? Oh, I, I have a sweet tooth. So, okay. so all of them. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, um, do you, have you had crumble cookies? I have. They, um, are very close to my home and it's not a safe environment anymore. <laughs> like I just, I can't help myself. I, it gets to a certain point in the day and I'm like, oh, I could just have crumble cookies delivered. Like that would be so easy. Like why oh, not? That, yes. Um, uh, I have a sweet tooth. So cookies, uh, I donuts. I have a hard time, you know, I got to restrain. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, dogs or cats. Why not both? I have them both. Perfect. And, you know, out here where I live, my, my dog helps me with my livestock and my cats help me with my mice. Um, I don't have a preference. So we have two dogs and, um, we are surrounded by cats from different homes. And unfortunately, we still have mice because all of the cats are afraid of our dogs. And it has become a serious problem where we, we see these, we have these beautiful, lovely, sweet neighborhood cats everywhere. And we're just like, come take care of this, please. It would be so much easier, but no, they won't, they won't even come near the house. It's pretty funny. Um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I always wanted to be a he helicopter pilot. They intrigue me. I love them. And uh, the, the ability to land where, you know, you don't have to go to an airport. Have you done it before? 
pilot it? No, but I've ridden in helicopters many times. I've, I've never been in a helicopter. That's always been something that intrigues me. Uh, last year, we actually, as a legislature, went down and had a retreat at Camp Williams. And at the end of one of the days, they, they took us up and flew us around and, and gave us a, a site visit of the camp. And uh, there was six, eight of us in those, the big ones, had the doors open so we could take pictures. That's very, awesome. very good. I, I've gone coyote hunting, uh, trapping out of that. And, and so, yeah, I love helicopters. Yeah, it just sounds really cool. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, I don't know if I could pick just one. <laughs> you see one superhero and think, oh, that'd be great. And then you see another one. I don't know that I can pinpoint one superhero. That's totally understandable. What is the worst movie you've ever seen? Uh, you know, I try to block those things out of my mind and, and, and try to pick positive things to do. Uh, and so I know that there's some there, but... Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Well, one that comes to mind is the one that um, uh, was Will Smith in, and his son was in. Um, what was it? The Pursuit of Happiness, I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good story true to life and the fact that he he loses his home or his apartment and then he starts working and very positive trying to make a better life for his his son and I think that hopefully all of us have those goals in mind and so I, I really like them I like those that that actually have a good story to them that uh, leaves you feeling good the blind yeah. side was another good one I love the blind side. My husband hates Sandra Bullock, but I love the blind side. Um, what is the strangest text or email you've gotten from a constituent? Oh man, I have had some strange ones. Boy, that one catches me off guard because you always get these that people don't agree with your opinion or what you've said. And sometimes they're not kind to you. Um, the speaker today said that um, his most interesting letter was where someone called him petrified whale dumb. So those are always, I mean, definite creativity there <laughs> in the way that they're able to, you know, put things together that you wouldn't necessarily do to insult someone, you know. Yeah. Well, some of the strange ones, I, 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 as I think now, is a lot of times people will get the state legislator mixed up with the federal uh, congressman and they'll always email us and tell us to do this or that, which sometimes I have to snicker because that's out of our realm to do that. We can't yeah. fix or tell President Trump to do anything, but we're just not in that. Uh, and so sometimes I think, well, they're, they're misunderstanding how this all works or what level we are at. So I get requests all the time to do stuff on federal legislation, which I can pass it on and I normally do, but uh, it makes it hard. To it, it does when you never actually get that in front of you for sure. <laughs> well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we appreciate your time. Well, thank you. I, I appreciated this and uh, uh, wish you a good, good year. Yeah. Uh, a better year to come. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. No more earthquakes, no more dry hurricanes. 
<laughs> Hopefully a vaccine. Let's just get it all done. Get it all done. Yep. yep. Thank okay. you so much. And you have a good one. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.